Hello and welcome to another edition of the Youthscape podcast with me, Martin Saunders. And with me, Rachel Gardner. Martin, I think I've discovered the secrets of doing a podcast or putting anything out there during lockdown. I've been listening to Radio 4 and I know the secret. Shall I tell you what the secret is? Yeah, please share that. It's about the number of BPM, beats per minute. Have you heard that? Like the latest is that all the number ones, like all the tracks that are really popular at yep. the moment in lockdown have a very fast beat per minute. Really? That's really interesting. Yeah. We're, so we're going to have to do the whole podcast like this. Well, I think we do anyway, don't we? I think we kind of... Yeah. But they said like in crisis, when there's a national... Because apparently they traced it back to the last time we had some kind of national crisis with the banking system. And they, again, it was like really fast tracks are number one. So apparently mm. when, when the world is in crisis, we actually need things to speed up a bit. We almost need like that panic energy of our heartbeat to be matched by what we're listening to. That is, that is fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. So it's very fast. Yeah, yeah. So it's so we're going we're gonna to try and do that today. I have wondered if anyone, because you know some people listen to podcasts on one and a half speed. You know that? Oh, yes. Like, yeah, in order to yeah. cram more into their lives, they listen at like not quite double speed to people oh, talking. Gosh. And so if, I wondered if anyone does that with us, because we already speak at a ridiculous rate we're of knots. Quite fast. What yeah, if people are actually listening to this even speed, faster? Yeah. Or if they layer up, so they listen to this podcast at the same time as, as a few others, just like having them go <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> what, several just podcasts like, at once? Just see what comes through. So basically, I feel, because I have felt, I have to say, Martin, I have felt that all throughout lockdown, I've finished recording these podcasts with you every week and then gone, oh, why, why didn't I get myself into a little more of a gentler state before? Why didn't I sort of use a lovely, gentle tone with our dear listeners? But actually, maybe our slightly phonetic, what's going on, has actually been quite good. There we go. Rachel, that is do you, my do you thought. Have a, do you have that setting? No, I've known you for no. about 15 years. I don't have ever no. do that. No, it don't exist. Anyway, no, it don't exist. Anyway, look, enough of us. Yes. We enough are, of us. We're, instead of having a guest today, I'm just going to spring this. I think we're just going to have a third host. Right, so we just we've got a new co-host. We'll have a guest. A new co-host. <laughs> the beauty of video. I've just seen this person's reaction to that suggestion. Yeah, and it not, weren't good. Not impressed. They weren't that happy. <laughs> but but um, no, we should we should welcome our guest today, yeah. who is uh, is the wonderful Beth Croft. Hello, Beth. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, we're, we're right. well. We're, we're speaking very fast. Shall I try and match that? <laughs> yes, please. Shall I try and match that? Yeah. Well, we have talked on the podcast before how it is so weird. Like our brains, apparently Will Vanderhaar says that even though it's really good that we can see each other via Zoom, actually it is confusing for our brains because our brains go, oh, there's a person, I'm with a person. So our brains get ready to do all the kind of social cues and body language, which actually you can't do, can you? And all you can see is someone's neck and, and upper head. So it is, we're very, very grateful for you for jumping on, not only as a guest, but now as a as co-host. A what in the privilege. <laughs> in the there was no interview music. beforehand. No. It was just, no. that's how you guys work. I love it. That is how, that is how it's, we roll. It's all Thanks on instinct. It's all on instinct. Because yeah. um, I, I, you can't... Um, Obviously, this is an audio podcast at the moment. Uh, and so, I, I, Rachel and Beth, I don't think you knew it was going to be audio only because you've both, I feel like you've made an effort. We like, have. We have made it. I just, yeah, I've just taken a shower. My hair is soaking wet. You actually washed um, your hair? I washed yeah. my hair. Exactly. And, and, Rachel, I, I, and I've got some lipstick on. 
So as, as we know from last week's podcast, my personal hygiene routine has slightly gone out the window. I'm a bit minging during lockdown. Um, but I've got lipstick on today. So there we go. Very good. So, and, and we were saying to you, Martin, that as per usual, there is no, I don't think there's been any marked change in your appearance at all. Your hair looks very tidy. Yeah. Very, did Do you say very shorter? Very, very that's about nerdy, it. did you say? No, no, I said it looks very tidy. Oh, very, very tidy. tidy. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, either we're seeing like unkempt, unruly yeah. bushes, or yeah. there's like grade one, just simple, you know, what you're getting. Well, can but I, I let, I let you into you, a secret? You're I in the radical middle. I visited the, the barber this morning. <gasps> oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> Not for this Zoom call, obviously. No, exactly. Well, because I didn't know. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I didn't know. So, no, I went to have a haircut. Um, and you know, so, first of all, it was a revelation to me. It was like, yes, I've got a haircut. I'm going to walk home with all this confidence. My wife is going to find me incredibly attractive. And, and then there was just the last thing that happens with men's hair. If you've seen, I, I don't think it's the same with women's hair, but the last thing they do is they hold up a mirror behind your head. Ah. Uh... And do you know what? As he, for the first time in my life, I'm 42, he held up the mirror and there was a, a shimmering reflection on the back of, of my head as a bald patch had emerged. No. Yeah, so no. I've, got, I've got lockdown, I've gone sort of, uh, I, I, I don't know what the, word, what the word is. Lockdown anybody, But I've started yeah. to bald at the back. Good for you. So we want was... a full skin head next. That's what we want. I'd love to see you with a full skin head. Well, that's Bald not going to happen. Like this. <laughs> I, wasn't, time. I wasn't just making, <laughs> making it about appearance because Beth, you are, you're in this kind of like cool industrial landscape. You have put yourself, I don't know if this is just a Zoom back. Or the garage. You're, yeah, you look like you're in a cool brick area. I know. Do you know what? It has actually panned out quite well. This is our leaky garage um, oh. and it's usually, it's got bikes everywhere. There's the hooks for the bikes. and So there's all, there's all manner of things around me, but this is, yeah, I'm, background obviously that you won't be able to hear um well maybe you can actually there's plenty of cars driving down my road which might seep into the audio who knows uh, now I'm sitting in my garage as lots of people are having to find different places to work and you know find a bit of headspace or whatever it is get a bit of peace um so this is my this is my space. Now, I think we all love you slightly more for being a leader who's prepared to say, actually, the only place I can go to find any peace and quiet is sitting <laughs> in my garage. Can I just say, the youth ministry community absolutely adore you anyway. I think we might <laughs> just like love you a little bit more for that. That is amazing. Oh, maybe there are people Sam listening in the garage. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got a heater under my feet. I've oh, that. good. Oh, yeah. We're cozy. Oh, that, that is beautiful. So, so, so we'd love to ask you some lockdown-related trivia questions before we get on yeah. to the kind of the meat of the interview. So we've talked about hairdressing. Have, have you taken an electric razor to Andy's head? That's what I we all want to say to mine if I cut my own hair. No. Um, <laughs> well, do you know what? Uh, we have actually got our exciting first haircut on Saturday and Mike is actually jumping in because we're bubbling with him at the moment because he's Great. obviously a single adult household. Yeah. So that's actually been lovely um so yeah so he's coming over we're all gonna have a joint haircut and you know emerge looking oh, yeah amazing, amazing so we can expect to see before and after after um photos of I your think that would only be the right thing to do wouldn't it so oh. that's happening and i've yeah i have i have had a good old crack at andy's hair um it's taken a lot longer than a trip to the barbers <laughs> i'll give you that even with travel time 
you know <laughs> I still take about double um but yeah not too horrendous results you know did you not think about just going for the grade one with with Andy we'd all like to I did that, that with the boys but I don't know Andy's done it before and because I don't know I think he's just got like a nice neat little head you know so as mm. soon as you take all the hair off it just just looks a bit out of proportion, doesn't it? Now, yeah. now I, I should just say, you may be listening to the Youthscape podcast and, and have no idea who Beth or Andy or Mike are. Um, so it's probably worth just, I mean, yes. most of us, of course, Context. we do. Of course, yes. we do, Beth. Very good. For some yes. of our, our listeners in remote uh, Estonian villages, who I know are big yes. fans of the Youthscape podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so Beth obviously is part of a church in Watford called Soul Survivor, uh, which also launched the Soul Survivor festivals, which are, have been around just finished last year. Mike Pilavarchi, we're talking about, is the founder of those festivals, and your husband Andy uh, is part of the leadership of that church as well. That's right. That's yeah. The intro for you. Uh, basically, Thank you. This, this is how the interview is going to work. I'm just going to say everything at the end of every answer that I give. You could just agree or disagree. I'll just say but yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So just that was the, that was no, the background. Sorry, back back to the back to the interview. Oh no, we, that's wonderful, Martin. Thank you. And Beth, you're a musician, you're a songwriter, you're a worship leader, you're a mom, you're a friend, you're in a bubble with people. So, so what have you been <laughs> listening to during lockdown? That has kind of, when you've had a spare moment of space, or when you've been out running with the lads or something. What what have you been listening to as a musician? What what artists have been kind of inspiring you during? I know he's been around for a while, but I just, I, we've listened to Lewis Capaldi a lot. And actually the boys love some of his simple tracks just with piano. It's actually been quite calming. You know, we have a bit of downtime in the middle of the day where the two younger ones are asleep. And um, yeah, often I'll just put a bit of that on. Even, to be honest, even film music and classical music. And, you know, I've found ourselves choosing that um, in the evenings just because it, I don't know, just it, it kind of goes with the pace that I want to set my evening yeah. to really, um, just winding down and um, yeah. And then just one song that I've absolutely loved uh, the last uh, couple of weeks or so, just The Goodness of God. Mm. Um, so that's a, a Bethel track. And it's just, I don't know, just it, it changes my heart. It's that whole thing of gratitude that I feel like mm. when everything gets stripped away and particularly when things get reintroduced very gradually, which is obviously what we're seeing now as a result of lockdown, um, it just makes you so grateful for the smallest things. And um, mm. yeah, just the goodness of God in, in, this, in the smallest, seemingly insignificant things that we've gone without, you know, whether that's mm. being able to go outside more than once a day or <laughs> whatever it is, being able to drive somewhere. Um, so yeah, I've loved listening to that. That's been a great one. And no, I feel no. it's changed the atmosphere when it's been on. When you, you, you talk about Bethel, Bethel are those guys that do the, uh, they sometimes do the improvised bits in the middle mm. where you'll yeah. have somebody, or is, it, is that right? Is that Bethel? You'll have the people who kind of, they just make up. Yeah. It's, it's usually lots, got... There's lots of room. Like sponsor, they leave a lot of room, I feel, for um, spontaneity. And there's lots of, um, you're never quite sure where things are going to go. And that's, I guess that's the beauty of, Listening to the Holy Spirit, isn't it, when you're leading worship and But that's yeah. not really that's not really the soul survivor style, is it? That sort of that that style of things. Do, have you ever fancied doing that, going more down that sort of direction of kind of freestyling it? Because I imagine I always think when I hear those things, I think, what if they can't finish the sentence? What if they're singing and they they come up with a, like a, a line and then they can't rhyme it? 
They've only got. And you're too seconds. far down the track by then. Yeah, that must happen. <laughs> I think I've done that. I think I've done that, and there, there has definitely been train crashes. Um, yeah, in terms of the style, I think one thing that I think, particularly from doing youth ministry, and if I'm thinking, if I'm talking specifically here about the festivals in the summer, like the really the main thing I would have in the back of my mind, obviously, after following the Spirit would be just making worship really accessible. Mm. And that's something I feel so strongly about. Mm. Um, and is the reason why I wouldn't just do, you know, the top mm. newest, yeah, top five newest worship songs um, on the first night of Soul Survivor. It's just because you lose people. And, um, and yeah, so that's always been something that's, that's really been important particularly at the festivals where there's I think sometimes we've had like a third of people that are there in the in the room in the tent where you know depending on which site we're on um those people have been brought along by a friend never been to anything like this in their lives and you know for example in that setting I wouldn't be able to just go off that go off piece and sing a bunch of stuff that I felt was on my heart because it it loses people you know if they they're looking at the screen and if there are no words there to match what you're singing, mm. um, I might be having a wonderful time of worship, but I'm not serving the congregation that I'm leading at that moment. Mm. Um, particularly because so many of them are new, have never been to anything like this before. So it's all about, and we go on a massive journey over those, you know, what was five days, you know, different festivals of different lengths and stuff. But that's often where we see, um, yeah, the journey in, in one of the most tangible ways, actually, you know, the first, first time you start the time of worship uh, with a bunch of young people that have, yeah, that are all coming together for the first time. It can be, it can be awkward, you know, there's lots of kind of staring at the screen and wondering where they've come to. Um, and then as God's, uh, God's spirit just seems to work through people and we make space for him, uh, people come to encounter him for the very first time, that it comes out in their worship, you know, their worship becomes genuine, it becomes heartfelt, it becomes, um, yeah, an expression rather than just a thing that we're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. As I just want to say probably on behalf of so many youth workers listening to this, like, thank, thank you for that diligence, because I think that's been one of the most precious things about Soul Survivor is knowing that you can bring young people who may have had no experience of any corporate worship or singing out loud and you know you're about to throw them into this venue with thousands of people but you know that the people who've been called to lead that are really mindful of that and are, are not going to in any way shape or form manipulate or abuse that and that I think has been one of the most precious gifts I think to youth workers which is why so many of us have brought completely unchurched young people mm -hmm. uh, you talk about awkward thank you for bringing that word in because what I wanted to talk to you about what we wanted to kind of unpack with you a bit is at the moment during lockdown where so much youth ministry has found its feet online to survive because you want to stay in touch with young people. Yeah. What, what I'm finding, and maybe Martin, you could share your experience as well, but I'm finding in my little neck of the woods is that we, we're doing you know, discussions online and that's fun. We're doing quizzes online and stupid things with YouTube channels and sort of home Olympic games, that kind of thing. But, but what we're really struggling to do is create space for a corporate act of worship. So there's absolutely no singing is happening with the young people that I'm working with. We, we try and we do some prayer stuff. We try and innovate a bit, but actually we're all really missing 
just kind of getting our hearts, singing our hearts out, listening to the spirit, ministering to each other. And I guess I'm not alone in, in that. Beth, have you, how have you found either worshipping with others or leading worship during lockdown? What's your experience that been? Yeah, I mean, obviously reference to the word awkward. Um, <laughs> one thing I can think of, the, the first time we tried to sing anything over Zoom um, was singing happy birthday to my... Um, <laughs> to my father-in-law and um sorry it's actually his brother but anyway you don't need to know that it was happy birthday you know the song um and we all we all got on a family zoom and we decided to record it and trying to sing along it's hilarious i wish i could play it to you it's literally like happy birthday birthday to you know there's just it's it's so disconnected it just doesn't work um i know that andy's had a few of his staff meetings and pastors meetings where typically you, you can't go to anything at our church where there's not worship. Typically they would have a time of worship pre-lockdown um, and connect with God in that way corporately together. But again, even though they thought, right, well, how are we going to do this over Zoom? I think they decided one, one day to do the Lord's Prayer. And even that, all the time delays just made it impossible. Um, so I think early on, it was the temptation was to say, oh, let's just do whatever we can. This is like a holding period. It's just going to be for a few weeks. Um, let's just get through this the best we can. And then, oh, finally, mm. when we can worship together, that's really, you know, that's really what this is all about. And uh, when we can worship together, singing in person with the room full of people that we're used to. And um, obviously that was like a short term reaction, really, wasn't it? And we've, this has gone on a lot longer than any of us ever thought. And so you do have to find a way. And I think rather than, um, rather than thinking, oh, you know, it's such a shame we can't sing. Like even coming out of lockdown, you know, not being able to sing when we gather, who, yeah. you know, that's starting to look different already, isn't it? For different churches, they're finding different ways of tackling that. And, um, but actually the word that keeps coming to mind through this whole season is, um, for all the things that we're missing and for all the losses that we're experiencing, it really is an opportunity. I found that, um, and it, I, well, particularly I found when I viewed it through the eyes of this is an opportunity that has totally changed my outlook. And I think it's a chance for people to get really creative, you know, whether that is, I think the other night we've got a connect group, um, a bunch of mums from, from our church that I helped to lead. And, you know, just the other night, just someone read, the lyrics of a song and it's not often that you actually just read the lyrics without being distracted by the tune as well and there was something really powerful about just having truth spoken out and truth that we're familiar with but without the you know stripping away the tune and just having it for the for the words and um yes yeah, so one of my great friends actually um he's a very creative musician he said often when he finds himself in a creative rut that he will sometimes remove a couple of strings from his guitar um, or restrict himself to a certain capo position or whatever it is. And actually, I feel like limitations and restrictions, which obviously we're experiencing now, can be the birthplace for creativity. And actually, conversely, sometimes when we have all the time in the world all the notes in the world, all the colours in the palette or whatever, it, it actually stifles creativity because it's, mm. it's just too overwhelming. 
Um, what's, that, what's that been like for you personally, Beth, in terms of the creative process? You are a songwriter. Have you found this time, some people have found that they've squirreled themselves away and, and written their novel. We hate those people in love. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but other people have said like creatively, it's just completely stifling. So which, what, how's it been for you? Yeah, I mean, to, for me, to be honest, uh, I feel like I'm coming into a bit of a n- new rhythm now again as this becomes a bit more mid long term but certainly at the start I was just doing whatever I could to survive in terms of if I could get out of this time with my marriage intact still enjoying the company of my children then we're winning at life kind of thing um so I haven't I haven't been writing any songs and like I think for for a while I felt bad about that because you hear or maybe that's just what you see on social media you see everybody just using this time like so well and doing this and accomplishing this and all these new skills and again they're going to emerge with you know five albums up their sleeve and all that kind of thing or whatever the equivalent is um books yeah and sometimes those things come afterwards don't they after you've been through what for a lot of people is been quite traumatic in some ways mm. um, not least if you have had to deal with the grief linked with covid and all of that mm. kind of stuff but even just the massive shift in lifestyle like sometimes it's but i have found journaling though and just writing these writing the kind of emotions that i'm experiencing and um and the truths that i'm clinging on to mm. i know that that won't be in vain you know that i'm mm. sure there's there's something whether it's a song or whatever it is that something will come out of that not least um just keeping open communication lines with god for myself and for my own Mm. personal walk with him but yeah sometimes it's out of the other end that these Mm. these things come isn't it so no i I definitely haven't (laughs) i don't feel like i've had the time or wanted to spend my evenings I, i just blob sometimes um so i don't want to switch the tv on you know, I just want to sit, be peaceful, um, do DIY. That's my way of relaxing. That's weird, isn't it? No, it's great. <laughs> we each find our creative ways. That's been it. I, I, I'm just, a little thing, a little explosion has gone off in my brain when you talked about a time of creative dryness. I can't think what phrase you used. And, and even as you were saying it, I was thinking, actually, I think that's why I'm really grieving the, the kind of time of singing with the young people that I serve because it feels like we've all got a creative part of our creativity um, behind our back because I think my experience of corporate worship with young people in a church-based setting which not everyone listening to this is where they're working but for those of us that, that we, we, that's what we're doing you, you can it, you find that young people they engage with that they, they will emotionally bring themselves to that in a way that sometimes you can't quite get through there's something about the softening of the heart or the or helping young people sort of bring into sharp focus what's really going on for them their deepest longings and I think actually being able to say Yes, this is, there is lots of limitations and one of them is on the creativity, but maybe we could find other creative ways to create those moments where young people can connect their emotions to God. Like we don't just want them to connect their minds to God, but their emotions and their hopes and their dreams. How, I mean, I, I'm not asking you to give advice to people like myself who don't play the guitar and don't lead worship, but what, what would be sort of your reflection that how could youth workers who may be like myself are feeling a little bit trapped in their, I'm not leaving worship we're not singing together we're not worshiping together how could we 
what could we do to maybe reframe that positively at the moment? How could we think yeah. differently about that? It's a good question. I think even when you asked whether I'd written any songs, actually, I think there's been other ways, you know, even just coming to lead worship or whether you're a youth worker and you're coming to plan your next Zoom meeting or whatever it is. Um, I think a lot of it is about just using what we have in our hands and not, not focusing on the things that we don't have on our hands, in our hands, sorry. Um, I think that's been one of the exciting things that I feel like, particularly at the start of lockdown, there was that kind of, I don't know, I felt that there was a real momentum actually that people were thinking, oh, what could I, what could I do? What, what have I got in my hands that could be used in this time, despite the restrictions? Um, you know, even people doing those online gigs and things like that. It's like, well, actually, that's what you're bringing to the table or whether it's, um, I know someone who was uh, reading, reading a book, um, literally just reading a book online and they had a lovely Kiwi accent and it was, she was just like, you know, if this blesses you, then great. I'm just going to read this book that's really blessed me. I'm going to read it out loud for you so that we can feel like we're in this together rather than just sending you the link of a book. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, yeah, in terms of, uh, you said about young people kind of connecting their emotions to God and things. Um, I think there's, when, we, when we're not using, certain muscles we've built, haven't we, during this time, and it's been amazing to see how re- resourceful each of us as human beings can be. Um, you know, for me, that's looked like, what can I make out of a cardboard box to entertain my children for half an hour? And other things. And what can I make out of, rice rice and more rice um but yeah with uh, yeah with all the all the restrictions and everything I think I feel like it's take our confidence kind of takes a hit as well Mm. um you know the first time I went out for a drive the first time I got in my car I thought oh my gosh I Mm. I was hyper aware of everything and so I think our confidence of what we do have in our hands kind of takes a bit of a beating really and that's where it's just like the beauty of the gospel is that yes, we're going to need a lot of healing after this time. Jesus brings, he brings us healing. Also he gives us self-assurance, self-worth, self-confidence because that doesn't change with circumstance because of who he is and who we are in him. And he gives us purpose. You know, all those things that I feel like are going to technically on paper would have suffered from this period. It's like, Yes, it's, it's been traumatic. Yes, we've all taken a knock in our confidence, those muscles that we haven't been using for a while, whether that is driving or whatever, but particularly for young people as well, educationally, you know, their confidence probably has taken a real hit in that. Maybe their future plans, GCSEs, A-levels look so different and everything feels like it's up in the air. Maybe they haven't had feedback you know on the way that they're used to from teachers and stuff like that um so coming back into education even for them will probably take a lot of you know reviving their self-esteem i love that jesus jesus offers that in his gospel and also just a sense of purpose you know once we're able to actually use our hands in a more obvious way where it feels like like you said our hands have been behind our backs in some ways haven't they it feels like you know, the most we were able to do for somebody was do their shopping, which let me tell you was a huge blessing for us. Mm. Um, but yeah, rediscovering that God has a purpose for us, that we have a contribution to make, um, whether you're a youth leader 
or a young person mm. or obviously anybody for that matter, but mm. yeah, just rediscovering purpose. Mm. That's brilliant. The, the, um, the festivals aren't happening this year. And, uh, and I guess there must be a certain amount of huge sigh of relief about the fact that you decided to end them last year. Um, <laughs> that's, Who that's, would have seen this coming? <laughs> nobody has seen this coming. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but obviously you've had, you know, normally you'd have been kind of getting ready. So, I mean, first of all, how does it feel not to be heading into a Soul Survivor summer? What does that, what does that feel like for you? Yeah, it's weird. I just kept saying, even from about Easter onwards, that's really all we can see, you know, particularly, I mean, I'm not working full time for the ministries, but obviously I'm very involved when it comes to the summer and um, that's on our minds and the things that me and Andy would talk about, certainly at home and starting thinking about the worship and all of that. So it's, yeah, it's odd. It's strange to, you know, what we were looking forward to uh, a few months ago was just a summer where we can go away, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. do this, that, the other. Um, and obviously that's looked different now, but I, I think it's just, yeah, on the one hand it's just such a sadness that obviously festivals like your own and um you know all these other things that were due to launch uh yeah it's it's just not able to happen so it's it's with a real sadness actually um but from the point of view of soul survivor i think we just yeah we just really felt like it was the right time felt like god's peace and and um yeah over not continuing and time to hand on the baton and um yeah, time for us to do something new, whether that's with the church or who knows what's what's to come next. Amazing, amazing. Now, um, while we're recording this, there's um, going to be a load of youth workers, volunteers, church leaders connecting um, in a few days' time with something called Now What, which is the conference that we're doing, which people, if they're listening to this now, are right in the middle of it. Um, and and normally with the podcast, we don't ask our guests to end by praying, but, but I feel that actually this is such a significant time for youth ministry. That's why Martin and the team and myself have put on this conference. And, and I think over the past sort of 20 years ministry of, of Soul Survivor, just that gift to the church of deep encounter with the Spirit, really listening to the Spirit, coming close to Jesus through worship, being transformed by being in the presence of God. I just think, Beth, we would love it if you would just pray for youth workers who right at this moment are saying to the Lord, like, now what? Like, yeah. now what for youth ministry if it's going to be a bit more online than I'm used to? Now what when maybe budget's going to be massively cut? Now what when we don't know what school's work's going to look like or detached youth work? And, and now what when the stuff that normally... I'd prop up youth ministry with, I'd understand it in this way has gone, that's been stripped away. So yeah. could we ask you just as we close this podcast, just to pray. God's yeah, I'd love to. Let's face it, the best people in the whole world, youth work. I 100% agree. The best people. You're all amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, no, why don't we pray? And Lord God, I thank you so much for every person who's listening right now. I thank you for the homes that they represent in themselves and for the young people that they care for and for the young people that they are yet to come into contact with, Lord, um, that we know that you will bring into their care. And God, we just ask for your Holy Spirit. Lord, would you be, um, would you be our guide 
in such a tangible way? Would you give us every place where we set our foot that it seemed like this is where this is such uncharted territory, Lord, that, um, yeah, just reminded of that, that verse in Joshua chapter one, I think verse seven, he will give you every place where you set your foot. And Lord, as we step out, um, into unknown places, would it be that as we, as we raise our feet, not quite knowing where it's going to land, Lord, that you would put the ground under our feet, um, that you would, yeah, you would guide us into this uh, new season, that uh, as a result of all of the stuff that COVID has brought with it, um, for good and for bad, Lord, that you would bring healing to, uh, to young people, healing to, um, to, to us as well as youth leaders where we need it. Um, and God, that you would, that there would be such a hunger to know, um, to know our creator, that it would be like second nature um, for young people to just, to just question question what the meaning of life is lord what the purpose is and um god that they would just be drawn into a deeper intimacy with you Mm. yeah Mm. come and uh, come and fill people with a a renewed sense of direction and and show them what that looks like on the ground god give people confidence in what you've given them in their hands lord the gifts the unique things that you've given each of these youth leaders um, would you give them such confidence in that and, and use it multiply it with your spirit in jesus name we pray amen amen amen, amen. thank you so much beth amen. thank Pleasure. you thank you for joining so nice us from, chat. from your garage with your <laughs> lovely with your background well done thank you so much Pleasure. um oh it's so good to talk that's it for another Youthscape podcast. Uh, Rach, what's weird to me is that right now we're in the middle of now what? So people, yes. if they've downloaded this straight away, we are yeah. halfway through our event. Yes. Uh, people are already sick of us and they're getting even more uh, <laughs> through, this, through this podcast. So it's good that we brought on co-host Beth Croft today. Yes, I love <laughs> this. I think there's going to be like a petition out probably. Get her on again, do more. So no doubt. Add that we'll to my back. CV. Co-host <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Co-host. Thought <laughs> award-winning podcast. Amazing. Um, oh, well, I mean, bless you. So, if you are listening, yeah, well, <laughs> if you are listening live, now is the time to go and get a cup of tea, go to the toilet, get a cup of tea, get a biscuit, get a bit of fruit, whatever it is that floats your boat. And we will see you later on. For those of you that are listening, you know, in like twenty years' time, still go and get a cup of tea. Look after <laughs> yourself. You're awesome. Self care. Self care <laughs> in the future. And, anyway, and if you if you are listening from a small Estonian village and you don't drink <laughs> tea or eat biscuits, really sorry for any cultural offence we've caused. In this podcast. <laughs> love you, love you. See you, soon. you guys. Take care. Bye. bye.